When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. I won't do the Friday song this week. I'll do it next week. Episode 646 of Coach Unplugged. Um, before we dive in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. Part part three of the of the Chris interview with practice planning. But before I do that, um, go over and check out Dr. Dish. Um, I, I just I think it's a great machine. I mean, you've heard talk, me talk about it for almost a year. There's a reason they are a sponsor. There's a reason to talk about them every podcast. Go over and check them out. Mention Coach. When you give them a call, mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you $350 off um, your next purchase. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get a better handouts, um, videos, um, a community, one-on-one calls, office hours, my personal email address. There's the reasons you should join. All right, go over and check it out, and let's head off. Happy Friday. Bye. on what we're going to see in that game yeah and that's what and that's what i tell coaches too it's like you gotta let's say having two-hour practice is probably long for end of the season but let's say you have a two-hour you got to chunk out that 25 30 minutes to worry about your opponent and we map it out like if we're if we're playing on a thursday mo- monday will be about us tuesday will be about us and them wednesday right. will be more about them you know you got to kind of decipher it but i like that yeah so right so for this particular team our one and our two defense was a uh, a box and one, the triangle and two, because they had they had some good individual players. So we were okay. going to throw a little junk defense at them. They play a two three zone, so we were going to work on our zone offenses. Okay. Um, actually, I want to show you. This was one we sort of invented on the fly. I don't know if anyone's. I don't know, I'm sure someone's done something like this. We were we were just trying to come up with something so we could get. A I shot. tell people that and, and, yeah yeah that'd be great. Let me see it. Uh, well, I tell coaches too. If you need to work on something, invent something. Like, shoot, I, I can't tell you the number of drills that I just came up with because we needed to work on X. So I figured right. a way to work on X. Like, well, this is an you know, offense where we were just trying to. Does I don't know. It's internet. I'm telling you, the world is on the internet right now. I'm surprised the internet hasn't broken. That's that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a there's like I was like half the world is on the internet right now. Yeah, on a Friday <laughs> night, everybody's zooming. <laughs> 
Everyone's watching Netflix or whatever they're doing. Yeah. We called this, our best player was our point guard too. So we called this, I don't know, four over or something or four across, who the hell, whatever. Name it Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Yeah, bingo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he would enter the ball to a wing. Yeah, this guy, the ball side elbow would dive to the corner. The opposite elbow would dive to the block. The wing guy would immediately throw it to the corner. And when he did that, the point guard would flash right into here. And you would be surprised how many times we could throw it to our point guard right here. And now he's either got a shot or a dump down to the. I love that. I, and we, and we run a lot off of that. We call that kind of our chair set. Cause it looks like a chair. So it okay. Like, yeah. yeah. It looks like a chair. And then we'll reverse it with the one, the one will come set a screen for the guy that has the ball. And then he'll go off that screen, go to the corner, and then the big Zach. Um, okay. So it, it's kind of a continuity offense, but I love that. Yeah, I think that chair, yeah. you know, low block, high block, wing, corner, and then someone opposite. I call it a chair set because it looks like a chair a little bit. Um, right. We would tell that, uh, that opposite wing guy to find the opening on yeah. that low wing, high wing. Because once we got it to our point guard here – Right, he he's got space. You want he's space. got space because what happens is the X is here, the other X is here, the X big is here. Right, he not giving a layup up yet. Right, this X, this other high X is he's he's here, but he's not looking at the point guard. Right, most of the time teams are trying to skip the ball. Right, so when he would dive in there, this guy would just be you know again we would run it. Maybe one time here, one time in the second quarter. You know, it's not something we would run over and over. Uh, I wanted to, on the practice plan, I wanted to, on both of them. And then the end of practice, we do the same thing every day called close it out shooting. Okay. Okay. End of every practice all year. I've ended every practice like this for probably seven years in a row. Okay. On every level. I, I think I got it from like, I was watching a Michigan State shooting drill or something. I don't know. And then I kind of, like you said, I kind of modified it. Yeah. Modified for, first of all, the number of baskets you have. You have to modify for your guys. That's right. what I tell people. It's like, you got to like read, read your personnel a little bit. So each line has a ball. Okay. We're going to go for four minutes. All right. Yep. And this line's going to shoot a three. Yep. He's going to go get his own rebound and pass it to the next guy in this line. This guy's shooting. So they're all shooting at the same time. And so this line is shooting, going, getting a rebound, pass to the next guy in this line, then he goes and fills in. And, you know, so they rotate. So this line shoots and passes to this line. Now, the for other – couple things, you can get a lot of shots up doing. So we have a goal that they have to make in four minutes. At the beginning of the season, I tell them 35. Okay. That takes a lot. I had a freshman team that was awesome one year, years ago at the other school that I coached at. We got 81 in four minutes. See, we do this as our warm-up <laughs> drill for shooting before a game, but we do four lines. Okay. Um, because I hate when people just stand there and just shoot and stuff, and this is like – so we'll put a corner-corner, wing-wing. Right. And we'll do four lines, and this is one of our shooting drills to start when we come out and do our warm-up. And it's boom, 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 boom. You get a lot of shots up fast. Yeah, and what we do here, the added things is, I like it because I say it works on everything. So when you shoot and you get your rebound and pass it here – the one thing we do is you have to close out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So the closeout shooting is a double entendre. It's closing out practice, but we're also working. So you pass it, you close out, break down and close out. Sometimes if you're a lot taller than the guy, maybe that's shooting. <laughs> what we'll do, I'll tell him to just close out to the side. Right. Let him get the shot off. We're not trying to block our own guy's shot. Right. Not yeah. <laughs> you know, we want to work on the acts of closing out. Right. So, and then also communicating because the balls start bouncing around. So you got to communicate. If you're getting a pass from Paul, you got to say, Paul, 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 I'm open. 
So you're getting down, waiting for a pass. You know what I mean? You're down in a shooting position. The passer's got to throw a good pass. Great passes make great shots. Yes. You're closing out. You're going after the ball and hustling. You're working as a team because the team has a goal to get. Right. If we don't get the goal, a down and back, and we go again. I love that. And you do that every day. Every day. And the total will increase throughout the year once they hit it. The next day, it'll be 38. And then usually, this year, I think we got to 55 was our goal. Consistently. Okay. Um, so if you could only do three things at practice, what would you do? If I could only do three things at practice, I would dive after loose balls, rebound, and close out shoot. Okay, those are those those are the skills that you are you're you're yep. you you're not you have to do those. So how do you practice plan? Now that we've seen a couple of them, like how do you do this? Do you like obviously you're consistent in your first forty five, but mm-hmm. how do you do this? Do you map out a week? Do you do it when you come home? Do you do it after practice? Do you do it in the morning? How do you practice? I usually do it in the morning. Well, we practice every day. Again, if you look at the practice plans, we practice every day from 5.45. I can't get to my school. Okay. Uh, so I'll evaluate kind of – because I'm getting home at 8 o'clock and I you know, have some dinner or whatever, I'll think about it and sleep on it, and then the next morning I'll figure it out. And in the preseason, we tried to lay out, you know, all the things we needed to add in. You know, we need to start talking about, you know – man defense, help defense concepts. So by the third day, we should start putting that in. By the fifth day, we should start with our motion offense, you know, our, our fifth set, which is our four round one motion. You know, by, this, by the eighth day, we should have an out-of-bounds play, you know, building up to that first game to make sure that, again, we were starting completely from scratch this year. So it's, it's trying um, to, yeah. You're, you're building. All right, so let me ask a couple questions that don't have to do with practice planning that I always love to right. ask. Um, is there one coaching moment we could dive into, like a success, a failure, something that a listener would get something out, a golden nugget? I refer to them as golden nuggets, but, um, you know, is there one coaching moment you can dive into that our audience might learn from? Or It actually comes from the parent I was telling you about yeah. that went to Ireland with, with that young man. <clears throat> and when I was applying for jobs, I had reached out to the father to write me. A, I, had rec- I wanted recommendations from kids that played for me people that I worked with and parents of kids that I coached. What he had said to me was really interesting because his son's team was a good team. They weren't a great team. Two years before I had a great team that, uh, that was really an up and down team. His son's team was definitely a decidedly more slow down team. We really didn't have a ball handler. So his son, who was our six four center, actually handled the ball a lot. Okay. And I initiated the offense with him uh, just because he was really smart so he could get us into everything. And okay. one of the great things he, he wrote in this letter, I've got it somewhere, he said, you know, one of Coach de Blasio's greatest attributes is that he doesn't get stuck in his ways and he, he formulates his coaching around the team and talent that he has. And I think that's so important for high school coaches. I do. Because we're not getting – I'm just getting what I'm getting. I'm getting who shows up to the gym. Yeah. You know? And listen, there are a ton of things I wanted to do this year that we didn't do because we just couldn't do it. I love that. I was listening to a podcast, you know, when um, I think it was Apollo 11 where they had all the stuff in the capsule and they had to figure out how to use all that stuff to get them home. Right. The, the, uh, somebody just did that with ventilators. They literally went to Home Depot, figured mm-hmm. out everything they needed at Home Depot, took it home, and then figured out a way to make ventilators. How to make a ventilator? From the stuff you could get at Home Depot. Like, it's problem solving. It's, 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 I love mm-hmm. that. It's, um, so if you could describe your coaching philosophy, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Overall, and if you listen to my podcast, we talk a lot about this. My friends are much in this, but I am too. What is, what is our mission? Is our mission to be an extension of the classroom and the education of the young men that we have? 
Where's our mission to win basketball? Winnings, we all want to win games. I had a great friend of mine who was a, a college coach. Now he works with the LA Clippers Community Outreach Program. He said to me, why are you coaching? Are you coaching to win games? Because if you are, you'll never be satisfied because nobody's ever won all the games. Right. John Wooden didn't win all his games. He didn't coach win K, all the games. Coach K almost got his ass fired after about three. Yeah. He says, so what's your – so my coaching philosophy is that I'm an extension of the educational mission of the school. Right. And that is to create well-rounded individuals who become uh, active citizens in the country that we live in Right. and become good people. That goes back to some of these things we talked about. Well, like, that's what I say, too. It's like, I'm trying to, I'm, I want you, if you're going to be a parent, I want you to be a good father someday. I want yeah. you to be a good husband someday. I want you to be a good citizen someday. I want you to come up with the solution for COVID-19. That's what I want. I don't, the basketball games, you're going to remember, literally every time I fill the surveys out with my players, they remember the times more than the, they remember, like if you win a state championship, whatever, they win that, yeah. they remember that stuff. But they remember the, you know, the hotel room or the bus trip, or those are the things that they laugh about, you know, 20 years uh, the, later. The year yeah. I had the really good freshman team, we lost in, now again, this is somewhat foreign when I talk to people from other states. We have 64 high schools in our county. In your county? In our county. <laughs> That's a lot. 64 high school. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we have a freshman county tournament. And again, we, I was at a small group, group one, single A school, one of the small schools in the county. And we were undefeated and played in the county championship game. And we lost to one of the Catholic schools that, you know, recruits kids. And that was our only loss of the season. And it came right after the Giants had won the second Super Bowl against the Patriots, 2011, 2012. Okay. And I heard Eli Manning on the radio the day before the championship game. And he said, you know, he said, what, what are you going to take from the season? He said, I'm not going to remember the games. I'm going to remember the times in the hotel with the team and the pranks we played on each other in the locker room. And that's, and that's what I said to a reporter after the game. I said, that's what these kids are going to remember. Fine, we lost the championship game. That's, that's great. Terrific. It wasn't in the cards for us to win. That's fine. But they're going to remember everything else. Right. And, I, I, and in I, fact <laughs> – one of, the, one of the young men from that team, uh, two years ago, it'll be two years of September, died in a car accident, 21 years old. The, the day it happened, I, I went over to the house where a bunch of the kids were congregating and some of the parents. We didn't talk about a single game. They talked about the crazy stuff I said to them in practice and yelling at them in the locker room. And, but we didn't talk about the physical games. You know, and this was only five, six years later. So here's what I do when I, when I speak at clinics and stuff and I talk about relationships and all that. I said... Take 30 seconds right now in your head. Picture the best coach you've ever had. Okay, so then I give them 30 seconds. And then I say, to the person next to you, describe that coach. Describe that great coach that you had. And I give them like 10 seconds to go do that. And then I said, I bet every one of you when you did that weren't describing X's and O's. You weren't right. describing how they ran their man offense. You were describing how they made you feel. And the relationship you had with them, it wasn't like coach ran the best man offense. Like, oh, <laughs> Because that's not what you remember. Like, right. you know, uh, you remember how they made you feel, what it was like, you know, all those kind of things. So that's what it's like. I think you're right. It's, it's, um, we're building, we're building citizens, basically. We're building good people, mm -hmm. hopefully. Um, and that's what I think. And I think that goes back to this kid that with the soccer thing, 10 years from now, he's, I think he's going to look back at that as a positive, you know, when he grows up, he will. And the thing is here, he, he, every kid I've cut, most of the kids I've cut have realized why I've cut them. Most of them. Mm. <laughs> um, or the hard discussions I've had to have of why you're not playing. 
mm-hmm. later. It, sometimes it takes five years for some of them. Sometimes it takes 15. There's still a handful that have still mm-hmm. will never get it. I'm just the worst coach ever. But most of them eventually realize that, you know, this is the way it is, blah, blah, blah. You know, I needed to learn that lesson, um, you know, and they move on. That's, that's I, the I threw thing. a kid out of a freshman practice my first year I was coaching freshmen. And there were a couple of kids that came from another town, which was about four or five miles away. And it's the dead of winter in New Jersey, like Wisconsin. It's very cold. And I threw this kid, Tristan, out of practice. I don't remember why, but I did. And he had to walk home to the other town because his parents weren't around to come pick him up. And their senior year, the one kid who I have a great relationship with to this day, he wrote me a letter. And one of the things that he said, he said, when you threw Tristan out of that practice freshman year, I didn't understand why. But now I understand. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. A couple things you could do to help us out over at Coach Unplugged. First is you could go over and subscribe and like. We would really appreciate that. That really does help us a lot. Also, you could go over and check out teachhoops.com. You could make a commitment in your coaching. You could say, I'm going to become a better coach. I am going to sign up for six months. I'm going to sign up for a year. I'm going to join this community. Not only does it have resources, not only does it have other coaches, not only does it have a community, it has Coach Collins, who has been successful at every level. I am going to go make that commitment to become a better coach. Go over and check it out. At the time of this, there's a 14-day free trial. I'm not sure that will be the case. And perpetuity but for right now it is so go over and check it out all right let's get back to the podcast my dad made me do that from the little league field when i was a kid i remember that <laughs> was he press maravich and it's like <laughs> go home um all right so i'm going to do rapid fire with you right now usually I, i'm going to ask you a question and usually these are ver- relatively short responses but some okay. of all right what's your favorite brand of basketball the actual ball you play with <laughs> i don't give a rip okay if you can shoot it goes in the hoop, no matter what basketball it is. It okay. ain't the basketball. You don't have a favorite ever. one? You don't have nope, a feel one? I don't one? care. You weren't nope. a shooter. I'm going to go on nope. record. Coach was not a nope. shooter. Nope. She... I wasn't. <laughs> Shooters have a feel. Okay, so so here's my you theory. You know what I did? I dove on the floor for loose balls, and I got rebounds. <laughs> so here's what I tell all the high school coaches out there. Use the ball that they're using in the most important game of the year, which is the state championship game. Right. Whatever ball that is, use that one all year. If it doesn't matter, use that ball. Because hopefully you're playing in the state championship and they're using a Spalding or Bodden or whatever. They wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have let us buy tickets to the state championship game this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, one, word, one word to describe your ideal player. Okay. One sporting event in the entire world, what would you go to and why? The British Open, 150th anniversary of St. Andrews. Are you going? British, because it's the British Open and it's at St. Andrews. I've walked St. Andrews with my wife. Oh, I know. Unbelievable. I've walked across the bridge, the little bridge. Swoken Bridge. I've walked across it. Yeah, Sundays, Sundays it's open to people. Yeah. It's like a pic- people. A buddy pic- of mine's been there, yeah. And- people picnic. My handicap's not good enough to golf there, so. No, I would, I would just picnic. That's yeah, fine. It's awesome. It is. Like, St. Andrews is terrific. It's one of those places. And I'm, I, I used to golf a lot more before I took coaching up, but I used to golf. Um, it's one of those places you can just feel it. Like, you know what I mean? You can, like... I've been to Augusta. Have you been to Augusta? I have not Masters. been to Augusta. I've been to the Masters four times. And, it, right, you, you, like, you literally, when you walk into Augusta's property, you talk quieter, you genuflect. Like, it's just, right. like... <laughs> How is that to watch it? It's unbelievable. And where did you stay? In the land? No, I stay... I, no, I, 
I'm sorry. When I when I went there, I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, only an hour away. So oh, so, oh, that's yeah. easy then. Yeah, because yeah. there's no place to stay there. From what I hear. No, well, I have an uncle that lives there. That's how I got the tickets. And then one time my dad flew down. One time my brother flew down. Okay. We went, and it's but yes, much like St. Andrews. Yeah, it's uh, it is. Um, favorite pregame meal: Doritos. Uh, <laughs> peanut, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I eat every day. Oh, I wish I could. My son's allergic to peanuts. I, I miss. Uh, peanut, I miss. Peanut it's the easiest thing to make at six in the morning before I, you go to school. I, I know. Right? I, miss, I miss peanut butter. Um, one skill not being taught in today's game. Uh, the rules of the game. And what do you mean by that? Kids don't know the rules because kids only watch highlights. That is true. Any sport. Any kids sport. don't know the rules of the game. They watch highlights of my son's 18. He's going to a little <laughs> Ivy school. He's a really bright kid. I go downstairs. He's watching another. He's watching a YouTube channel of a kid playing a video game. I go, first of all, why don't you at least play the game? <laughs> You're watching someone play the game and then talk about it. It's like, ah, oh, just, I don't know. I'm, I sound like, get off my port. Get off my port. I'm get like, off my lawn. Old man <laughs> yells at cloud. <laughs> yes. It's like, Jesus. I'm not even, I'm only 42 and my friends already say that to me. <laughs> um, one thing you do to relax. Uh, one thing I do to uh, to relax is uh, stand-up comedy. Does that relax you? It absolutely does. I get, I don't get nervous. I don't, I love just being on stage and telling jokes. And if people laugh, they laugh. If they don't, they don't. Mostly your, I want how, them to how, feel How do you feel about your set right now? I'm working on new stuff. I, because I don't do it during basketball. It's okay. kind of like a hiatus. It's like a three month hiatus, which is nice. Kind of breaks it up. So I just kind of write throughout the winter. And then when I emerge again in March to the comedy scene, it's all new material. So I I'm tell people it's a little bit of a math problem because once a joke, once you get a joke to work, it's always going to work. My, my biggest thing is I like to, I always say, this, I like to make my audience feel uncomfortable. I like 25% of the audience to not get the joke because then the other 75% laugh at the joke and laugh at the 25% of the people not getting it. Okay, that'd be interesting. So I have like a lot of obscure references and a lot of them are thinkers not, not you know not like deep deep thinkers but like i'll tell you what i'll tell you one of my best closing jokes that i use like, do you, and again if you don't get the reference i'm gonna ask you before the joke do you know who kate spade is? yeah kate spade is um my wife has a kate spade perk right do you know what happened to kate spade she committed suicide i believe right she hung herself yes okay so i do one-liners is my big thing that i've really got okay. and so i again she if she was from new york so around here this joke really works really well. i say uh, i was reading on the internet the other day that the kate spade line is coming out with a new line of handbag. They hang themselves. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I get groans and I'll walk off. I'll hear the groans and go, yep, thank you. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's the most PC one, but yes, I, yeah. See, but that, but you're, you're, you're right. You're, that's pretty narrow that like, I, I, I probably put myself in the 75% of who knows who she is and then right. how she died. It's probably 10% of the population actually knows how she died. Right. And you say, I had a producer tell me this uh, last August with I had jokes and other jokes like that. You said, it's not the most PC joke. He said, what you do, he goes, you take the audience to the edge and then they're saying the punchline in their head. He goes, so you're actually putting it on the audience. I didn't say anything about, right. Right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's good. And, and you, how long is your set? Like 10, 15 minutes? Oh, I mean, I, if I really had to, I could do 25 to 30 minutes. You now, could. Of really good stuff. And then you just keep doing the same stuff? Well, like last summer I did. And then, you know, it's like kind of seasonal. And then you, and then you, th then you throw out some and put new ones in? 
Yeah, I have about five new minutes right now. That I'm okay. Because I tell I tell my math students, it's like a math thing. Like, yeah, if you get fifteen minutes, it, you can ride that fifteen minutes forever, and then you just throw in new ones. And if they bomb three but times, also you just math wise, it's it's also sequencing, which is you know obviously mathematics. Right. How you yeah. sequence the joke. It's the flow. Mm -hmm. It's the yeah. It is. There's definitely a flow to it. And it's, and especially with the one liners, it's really it's really a puzzle piece. You know, it's really a puzzle that you have to. It's carrot top, man. I'm telling you, I've. <laughs> It's like, have you ever seen him in person? I know, I know he's not like in the comic world. It is literally machine gun. He keeps pulling props out. And yeah. And, and the thing is, the thing about him is why he's underappreciated is they're all like, if he was doing it right now, it'd all be about COVID-19. Like, right. He's, he's, he's not pulling, he's got some ones that I've always seen when he does it, but he's always pulling out jokes and it's like, oh, that one didn't work. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> he is pretty funny in person i was more i was more like observational seinfeldish mm -hmm. um more like what it was like to be a teacher because teacher being a teacher ain't in a high school i don't have a lot of teacher stuff people always ask me that i don't like it, it, it's, but you're not in a high school i was i have been in high school. high schools are funny man i'm telling you it is like i i, I walk into one of my classes i go i could do 10 minutes on this class because <laughs> now i'd have to change the names to protect the innocent, yeah, protect the innocent. you guys are like Seriously, like John over here, I could make fun of you for five minutes. Are you kidding me? There's five minutes worth of material. Like, look how you dress. You're dressed like my grandma. You know, what the hell? It's like, I mean, that's what they don't get. It's like, that's what, it was very observational. High school school, yeah. if you listen, that's the key is to listen. Yes. They like, oh my God, it is mean girls and times 20. It's like, the girls will eat each other, swear to God. <laughs> they are crazy at that, yeah. at that age. I was um, in an all girls high school for two and a half years. So how much do you drink at night? A lot. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine. You know, Bobby Knight says the best coaching jobs at an orphanage. Um, <laughs> it's true. 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 Don't have the parents. Um, one coaching technique you consider important: the relationships you have with your kids. I'm telling you, it's an underlying. People don't. It's not about X's and O's. People, it isn't. They're talking about. I always say this: you can yell at any kid on your team if he knows you care. If he knows, if you he knows you truly care about. Yep. And that's, I'm telling you, I was, I've been talking to coaches for the last two weeks. That is the biggest part I'm missing right now. I'm not sure I'm going to have that connection next year because I'm not spending that time with them right now when it's out of yeah. season. And I think my core is good because they, they, we spent so much time together, but it's like, they got to know you got their back. Mm -hmm. And then when you're coming, it's like parenting. It's no different than parenting. It's like, for me, this was such an important off season. It's going to be my first full off season with this group. And it's just, it's yeah, I mean, I, I can't, nothing I can do about it. I know it's um our best basketball player you've seen in person. I've seen them all. I've seen LeBron James play. I saw Steph Curry play when he was at Davidson. I saw LeBron James in the Cavs. I saw Kobe Bryant. I've seen Michael Jordan. I've seen Larry Bird. I've seen Magic Johnson. And I never saw Kareem. Or Bill Russell, so, probably. So. Or Bill Russell, but my favorite basketball player of all time, or I think it's the best basketball player of all time, is Irvin Magic Johnson. And I and, and here's well, I'm I'm biased because Wesley's on the Bucks right now, but I think there's 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 pieces of Giannis that remind me of Magic. Yes. Not there yet. He's not there yet. He's only 23 or 24. But his work ethic, his skill, the way he sees the court, how he wants to win. There's some. I mean, he could be in that category at some. Yeah. Point. Magic. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin's basically going to give it with Giannis the state, so he can have yeah. Wisconsin <laughs> if you stay. Here you go. Yeah. Take, take the state capital. You just stay. Favorite? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Going to watch other coaches practice. And what do you get from that? You just get ideas. You, you see how they structure things. You, I mean, yeah, you can get some technical drills, but you just see how they operate their practice. Like you said, do they coach in the middle of the floor? What do their assistant coaches do? 
I'm lucky there's a Division three school here that's pretty good, Ramapo College. I've worked a lot of – I've worked their camps for the last 10 summers, and I've become really close with the coach. And I go up there three or four times a year to watch practice, you know. And, again, like I said, you can take something technical from it, but it's more taking how each person operates practice. Yeah, and it's – I tell people just take a piece. Just take a piece. You're, you're you know, and, be, and yeah. to go back to my resume, and I think I wrote it on the doc I sent you, you know, I watched Tubby Smith practice every day for a year. Eddie Fogler practice every day for a year. Dave Oden practice every day for seven years. Darren Horn practice every day for a year. I think I wrote it on there. It's, that's almost 1,500 wins in college basketball, you know. <laughs> no better teaching tool than that right and then but but you're but you got to be you like you got to right. be you like that you you run in your practice what we just went over for the last hour is you that's your practice that's mm -hmm. what you do that's why i want to that's why i'm partly i'm doing this just so people can see there's this is not pc either but there's more than one way of skinning a cat like there's yes. more than one way of doing something they can Absolutely. all work um uh best game you've seen in person oh, best game of any sport or basketball any, any sport any best game you've uh, seen well a little bit of personal reason uh university of virginia beating florida state for their first acc loss in football in 1995 my best friend was playing at uva at the time Okay. And Florida State had joined the ACC and run through the league for five years. But I was also at the uh, Kansas-Memphis National Championship. Yeah, I, I put my Virginia game last year, at least the semis probably. I mean, at NCAA, we went to that. And I took my son to that. But Oh, yeah, wow. That was a great – Tony's just – Virginia's just – yeah. Anyway. I Every day I want to coach more like Tony Bennett. <laughs> I love And him. I don't think I can coach one 7,000 like Tony Bennett. He just thinks he's like his father. He's just, it's genetic. Um, what's your favorite quote? I think I have it here, but yeah, a life is not important except in the light in the, except in the impact it has on ever on others lives. Jackie Robinson, who hangs in my living room right over here with that quote. I love that. Um, one word to describe your coaching style, quiet. I'm going to say quiet. <laughs> quiet <laughs> i'm just kidding um, pause you can't dead silence on podcasts are bad i had to fill it yeah sorry. no right. i know i'm sorry <laughs> it's okay we were just talking about that today it's, my brother and I. it's like you can't have that silence or i'm gonna have to edit it out it's it's okay experimental oh Ooh, i like that and why do you say experimental because i'm always willing to try a new thing i think that's important i mean that's important in life too um best basketball coach of all time best basketball coach of all time it's hard not to say mike krzyzewski yep I, I, I would put him in that category. He's, I mean, he's in the discussion. There's no he, way he's not in the discussion. He's in the discussion. I think it's one of those things you can, you could have a, a podcast about just that. I think um, one, one book you'd recommend my losing season by Pat Conroy. I have that on my bookshelf behind me. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's one of the best books ever written. It's definitely the best book written for sports and for coaches and for athletes. I would love to get to a point again, there's some wacky things. I'd love to get to a point where my team practices in the morning before school. That's what I would love to get to a point where I, where I have enough cachet to do that. I would also love to get to a point where throughout the season we could read a book together. As And why would you want to do practice before? Uh, I think the initial first week would be tough, but I think you would have kids' attention much better in the morning before school. I think they would perform better in school because they'd be up, they'd be awake, they would have just exercised for two hours. Um, you don't think they'll be tired? No, I think they would just adjust to it. And, you know, once you have a kid as a freshman, he would know sophomore year, he's got to start going to bed earlier. And you tell them, listen, you come in, we practice for two hours hard in the morning, you go to school, and at 3 o'clock, you go home. Right. You don't worry about anything else. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to think about that. I mean, we've done it. I just haven't done it consistently because it seems right. like they're dragging sometimes. And it's like, oh, by seventh hour, I'm trying to, like, get them moving. Um, <laughs> what's one thing you tell a young coach or your, or your young self, either way? Just be flexible. 
yeah, be, you know, be adaptable. Okay. Adapt is, there, is there one specific thing that helped you become a better coach? You know, I think, I, I think one skill that helps us become better at anything we do, I think uh, not just the specific things that you and I have, we're both teachers, we're both coaches. Uh, you're a parent. I'm not a parent, but listening. I think listening is a skill that can improve everything. All right. So one parting word for the for the podcast listeners, Coach, other than the two of us are long-winded. Uh, as Jesse Ventura famously said, win if you can, lose if you must, but always cheat. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Go find the 6'11 kid that lives in uh, – in in new york city or something i don't know there's yeah. probably some good playgrounds and if you're five minutes from new york there's got to be some players yeah there are they don't go to my school um, <laughs> I'm sure. no be you know what with with all this stuff out there i'm not just saying it because i'm on this but with, with all these you know podcasts and videos and again don't be afraid to go listen to these things go watch videos go you know, see how a coach does this, see how a coach does that. You know, like you said, there's more than one. None of us have this mastered. No, nobody has it mastered. What I tell people too is like, I've almost been overwhelmed with all the free clinics and all the free stuff that I've been watching. <laughs> it's overwhelming to me. And I've been coaching yeah. for 30 years. So what you have to do is, you, so what I've gone down to is like, I'm not going to watch more than one thing a day. I'm going to pick something mm -hmm. I think I need to focus on because otherwise I'm like, I'm grabbing all this stuff and it's like, it's all this noise. It's like, I got to get through all the noise and just kind of like mm -hmm. work on that, work on this, work on that, read a book. You right. know, don't, watch a don't think you know everything. Yeah. You'll never that's know. Big with young, that's big with young coaches. They well, I think, I think I, I, I obviously knew more in my twenties than I do in my fifties. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really up here that I, I definitely thought I did. I don't know anything now mm -hmm. it feels like, but all right. Thank you, coach. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. If you did, go over and leave a five-star review. If you didn't like it, don't do anything. <laughs> um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, become a better coach. Put your Take yourself outside of that comfort zone. Join our community. Let myself and our entire community help you through this great journey. doesn't matter if it's parents. doesn't matter if it's a kid not playing hard. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to break the one three one zone. We will help you. So go over and check it out. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.